Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets. I am your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over the seven-game Monday slate. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. It's off to a pretty good start to the year for, I think, everyone involved and having a lot of fun, definitely getting a lot of great interaction, so keep that up. Um, we have seven games for a Monday slate. That's exciting. Uh, a couple of really, really good games and six and a half over-unders, so we're going to get right into it. Make sure you are following the Mayo Media Network on Twitter, um, following and subscribing to the YouTube channel, subscribing to the podcast, commenting, rate, reviews, all that stuff would help a ton. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to get started with the first game, it's which is the defending two-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning at the Buffalo Sabres. This one is obviously going to be heavily favored towards Tampa and for probably good for good reason. I mean, they definitely should be able to take care of business in Buffalo. Um, the Sabres, you know, I mean, I, I know I'm a fan, so I'm biased, but the metrics don't lie, and they have actually looked pretty good. They're actually, before um, Sunday's games, six in the league in course C4 percentage, so they're driving play pretty well, um, but they're playing very boring hockey. Uh, they're trying to win more like the Islanders try to win, in my opinion, and again, the sample size is super small at this point. Things could definitely change. Um, you know, one or two games could change all these metrics pretty drastically because of the sample size, but they are really limiting the pace of the game it's a six over under i like the under right now i think the under and sabers games could be really strong they don't have a lot of great goal scorers outside of victor olofsson so they're going to really have to luck into goals and i just you know don't buy the uh 100 point pace zemgus gergensen's was on before last game you know stuff like that it's just not going to last you're really kind of hoping if you take the over that tampa takes care of business and i think buffalo is sound enough defensively and maybe even in net at this point um, that they might be able to keep that under in check. But I'm not taking the Sabres here. I just can't justify it. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the better team. Um, even without Kucherov, I, I do think that they should have a pretty good showing here. They lost in a shootout on Saturday to Colorado in a great, great game. That top line of Palat, Stamkos, and Point all together, all correlated on the power play. I don't think it's going to get overlooked in DFS communities. Um, but the Stamco shot prop is going to be really strong here again. It was one and a half on Saturday. He only had two, but two is all you need. So I think that, you know, with Kucherov out, he has hit that by far. He had a, uh, you know, a six and an eight in there, shot on goal games. He's going to be really good. Um, and other than that, I, I mean, I like Sabres under one and a half goals again. I think it's going to be another bet that I'm going to consider. Uh, I'm going to like that all year long. Like, I just think the Sabres are not going to be able to um, luck into these goals like they have been. Uh, you kind of look at the metrics, you, you kind of look at the shooting percentages and stuff, and, and they were astronomic for this team that was just, you know, actually they weren't quite as high as I thought they'd be, I guess, but, you know, they were kind of putting all the pucks in the net that uh, you, you would think they would. Their, their high danger, Corsi 4 has, has been fine, but I, again, the metrics, I think, lead me to believe, again, that the Sabres are going to try to slow the pace down of Tampa, keep this game under. That's my favorite bet here, and the Stamco shot prop. Uh, moving forward to a much more exciting six and a half over under Toronto Maple Leafs at the Carolina Hurricanes. We've already seen jerseys flying onto the ice of the um, in uh, Toronto Kosha Bank Center. Uh, and I mean, I don't really think for good reason. I don't think Toronto is that bad. I think that they're really picking it up. I like the Toronto side here at minus 115. I, you know, if, if you can get it there. I like the over just fine. Um, both teams seem to be really trying to generate offense at a, a very high pace. So I do like it um, a good bit. Uh, the goaltending has been pretty weak for both sides. I think that Austin Matthews can, you know, kind of find, um, find himself here. He's been shooting a ton. He looked really, really good. But 
is he going to be able to score an unbelievable amount here? You know, this could be a game worth game stack. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it in DFS. Um, but my favorite shot props are always going to be Sveshnikov at two and a half. I mean, he has hit that, I think, every single night. Um, it just seems easy, you know, and I don't really see any reason why um, you, you're going to be talking yourself into something uh, other than that in this game. It's just, if he's going to, if Sveshnikov is going to be shooting the puck as much as he is, you know, one of the best Corsi for, uh, or I Corsi for per 60s on the year, it, it, again, like it just seems like a really easy, easy, easy bet. Um, as far as Toronto's concerned, I kind of like the idea, maybe on like underdog and those sites of kind of parlaying like a Marner assist with a uh, Austin Matthews goal. They've been giving those guys a ton of minutes, you know, 20 each power play one. Um, and, and, you know, it's, they actually have been mixing them with guys like Nylander and Tavares more. Nick Ritchie's taking more of a backseat. He has not looked fantastic, was kind of demoted at times. It seems like out of that mix when they were trailing, I mean, they got beaten up bad to Pittsburgh. So they're really trying to get those top guys out there. You know, I think this is a good bounce back spot for them. Um, on the other hand, Saturday night, Carolina took care of business uh, against Columbus. They looked really good. Trocek, Sveshnikov line looked great. Uh, the stall line had a, had a goal as well. And that power play was lethal. So I do think if you're stacking Carolina, you're going to go through that first power play unit. Um, I don't have DK prices right now. I'm sure it's going to be a little bit expensive. But this is the premier game of the slate. So, like I said, I like the Toronto side here a little bit, even though they're on the road. Um, I wonder if it'll get better than it is now. I'm really hoping to get it at plus money. And I'm sure if you scour the books, you'll find it. But I'm just going to use DraftKings Sportsbook to make it easier for everyone. Um, other than that, let's just take a look at some of the stats and see if there's anything. I'm just going to pull it up for the whole thing. Um, the third game, we'll just move over. Let's move over to the third game. Dallas at Columbus. I don't think Columbus is very good. Uh, Dallas will return uh, Klingberg. Yeah, Klingberg will return to the lineup, and he's being paired with Suter. So it's going to be Suter, Klingberg, Lindell, Heiskanen. I expect Klingberg to be on the first power play. If you are playing any Dallas, which I think is in order, Pavelski, Hintz, and Gurianov were all on the line together. We didn't get power plays on Sunday, but I kind of expect them to change it for sure. What they change it to would be tough. That uh, that top unit had two goals in the last game when they uh, beat up. Oh no, yeah, well they played beat LA uh, in overtime, and that was with Suter, Heiskanen, Sagan, Gurianov, Ben. So I don't know. I mean, Pavelski kind of fed in that unit too. I think they're going to change him up. So I'm not really going to take much of that to the, to the bank right now. I'm hoping they practice or give us more indication. Their beat reporters are really really good. So uh, I'll be definitely trying to tweet that out in the Morning Skate podcast. But I think if you're playing them in DFS, you're stacking through that first line, like I mentioned. It's a really sound unit. It, it makes the most sense, I think, of, of the of the units they're running. Hence, Gurianov, Pavelski. However, that power play is going to correlate. Put that together. I'm hoping maybe we, we get Klingberg at a discount. Um, as far as shots are concerned, I, I really don't love this game from a pace perspective. Uh, there's not a lot of players that I'm like really, really thinking are Stone Cold Smash bots. Uh, so I, I'm probably more or less going to just to X this game out. Um, I like the under just fine. I'm not, you know, overly, you know, bullish on it though. I'm not trying to like, I'm not going to beat the door down on it. And I like Dallas on the road here. Uh, minus 125. I think that's pretty fair. If you can get it at plus money, definitely take it. Cause I just don't think Columbus is playing very well right now. The next game is probably the <laughs> biggest underdog we're going to see, um, you know, for, for a while, Arizona plus 130, 230, my bad. 
uh, on the road in Florida against the Panthers at minus 290. I mean, if you're parlaying and you want to take the Panthers, go right ahead. It's not something that I like to do myself just because, you know, hockey's very random. So I'm probably not going to talk myself into it personally. I would much rather focus in on props like, you know, Arizona under one and a half, uh, which you're not going to get the best odds in the world at, but a lot better odds um, in their own right. Maybe even some goal props. They've been giving up an unbelievable amount of goals to their expectation because they're terrible. If Carter Hutton's in that, I mean, just pretty much smash the uh, Florida over, um, even maybe the puck line. That that might be really the bet. Just take the puck line on, on Florida, uh, you know, minus one and a half, minus 130 right now. Seems pretty easy. I, I don't know why if you go anywhere else. Um, everyone on Florida is doing well. There, there really isn't a weak link in the bunch. The Lundell line has been the line that's kind of been surprising probably a lot of people because they just continue to score and dominate and play really, really good defensively. Uh, There isn't a unit in Arizona that I think you're going to have to try to slow down. So maybe they won't quite get the run they got against Philly where they paired up against, you know, Giroux and whatnot. But it's definitely, to to me, it it seems like this is a spot where I, you know, I don't mind playing some DFS here, but it's going to be really expensive to get the Florida guys you want. So Maybe a guy like Lindell makes sense uh, as like a, a punt in on this slate. Shot prop wise, I really think you could talk me into anything on Florida. Um, they're going to give have a lot of opportunity to shoot. Um, Arizona has been giving up a ton of Corsi against, as expected. I don't see why not. Um, why not just take a stab at it here? Um, there, the there's not a lot of players on Florida. I'm trying to pull up their their Corsi stats right now, so I'm kind of clicking around. Um, there's not like one individual player that I think is unbelievably, you know, a smash rate shooter so far on the year that like dwarfs the rest of the competition. Sam Bennett's had it in spurts. Um, there's really nothing here that I think is, is off limits though, because how, how bad Arizona is. So I'm going to probably do a little more digging and look if any of the, the props come out that I really like, because right now they kind of have been spreading the wealth. There's just so many forwards on this team that are good, that deserve to get more minutes, that deserve power play time, that it's hard to pin in on one player prop that I really, really like for them. But that's kind of the issue, but no one's off limits. So I'm going to take a really good hard look at the game um, when it comes out. But based off the last game that they won four to two, like I mentioned, the Barkoff line and the Lundell line, um, with Bennett, you had a lot of power play. Those were the, the, the lines that got the most time, uh, five on five, all the Bennett-Huberto line, Tippett kind of got pushed to the back. It feels like those two, the Barkoff and Lundell line, are going to get more run when they're up at this point early in the year. So that's what I mean by like trying to use that to your advantage. There's really no one to talk about in Arizona. They're bad. I've been definitely taking a lot of like no points for certain players when, when they when they come up that I think they're a good line. And, and that's very in play again. If you can get them at like, you know, minus 150, no point, Clayton Keller, just grab it. It seems easy. Um, next game is Calgary at the Rangers. So Calgary and the Rangers are playing Washington and Ottawa, which is a reverse of the early slate from Saturday where we watched, you know, I would say some disappointing hockey from the bets that I, I, I placed myself. I really liked uh, the Chuck to get the shot prop and Lindholm took, took all the shots. And that's going to happen from time to time. You know, like you can't take one game sample size and, and think it's going to repeat all the time. Uh, the Chuck is still a good shot prop line. He's only going to get better odds. They had him at plus money on that Saturday slate. Hopefully it goes up even higher. We get, you know, really good odds on him. He's still a great rate shooter. One game is not going to deter me. 
you get a guy like Elias Lindholm that's red hot, that happens. Um, so I'm not going to get crazy and, and talk myself out of playing him again, um, putting that prop in again. You know, they're playing a Rangers team that, you know, has given up shots. Problem from a DFS perspective against the Rangers is uh, Shosturkin has been the best goalie, I believe, at this point at saves above expectation. If he's in net, it's going to be really hard for me to try to hone in on, you know, playing a lot of guys on Calgary in DFS because I think there's a lot better spots. But as far as props are concerned, I like the Chuck quite a bit still. I kind of like the Rangers side at home in general, especially if Shosturkin's in net. If you can get it at what it is now, one minus 140, I probably grab that because shosturkin has been so freaking good that I think, you know, it's just, he's, he's, he's been world beating. There's no sense in, in not playing it. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, on the Rangers side, they did return Ryan Strom. Uh, the first power play changed to Fox, Zabinijad, Strom, Panarin, Kreider. Uh, Strom was back with Panarin and Zabinijad was back with Kreider and Lafreniere, but Lafreniere shifted down to the second power play. So the Rangers, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's a terrible side. Calgary, it has been so good defensively, though, that I'm just probably not going to play it in DFS. They've really held possession incredibly well, like almost Bruins levels of success um, with possession. It's super early in the year. Like I said, things can change. So I, I overall, I don't love this game from a goals perspective. So that's why I kind of like the under at five and a half more than anything else, especially if Shesterkin's in net, get that at plus money. I definitely would take that and side with the Rangers as far as, again, if Georgiev's not terrible, but like I said, Shesterkin's been so freaking good. Um, to the next game, we have Washington and the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa, I mean, you know, Matt Murray got hurt, got sent to IR. He is going to be out. Once he went out, uh, Forsberg came in and Forsberg gave up two goals and three shots and they lose the game. They have actually been performing unbelievable, like as far as like PDO or, you know, luck, if you will, they've been really, really unlucky. Their high danger shooting percentage is like sub 5%, basically meaning that when they're getting the chances, they are not converting. And I do wonder if that's, you know, part of that is skill, right? Like if you have Ovechkin, he's probably going to convert over Tempest Gergensens, for example, but I don't think that that's, that's going to run forever. Um, I don't think this is a bad matchup. Um, Washington has been fine overall. Um, the punt play, Connor McMichael, he didn't get power play time. I know a lot of people are going to be in on it. He will slot in with Oshie and Mantha on the second line. So for DFS, I think he'll be pretty considered by a lot of people for a punt in this game. Because, yeah, I mean, basically what I'm getting at is I like the over here. Um, it's six and a half, which is going to be tough. I think if you get it at six, that's where I'm going to be looking. But I do think there's a lot of goals to be had here. I think Ottawa, like I said, they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna get the goals that they that they're missing out on right now. And Washington's offense has been awesome. Adding a guy like McMichael probably only in, increases the likelihood of them continuing that kind of smash that I'm talking about. So I really like them here. They did run lines. Um, they ran practice on uh, Sunday for the Monday slate. So the top probably was Shabbat, Norris, Stutzel, Sachuk, Batherson. So you get that full Sachuk line which I wonder if it'll be a little bit cheaper than it should be on DraftKings. That is a line that I'm really, really interested in because I think it's a really good leverage point in a six and a half that no one's going to have because people are going to talk themselves into Matthews, which I think they should, and they're not going to be able to afford it, but it should be a bit undervalued and it's in a really good spot. That being said as well, Brady's shot prop seems really strong. Um, again, at three and a half, I think he could hit it. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything on Washington, like 
preliminarily without seeing the actual lines that I want to tout on this podcast, but I'll be definitely tweeting anything out if anything pops that I really, really like. I know a lot of people were in on Carlson on Saturday and I'm pretty sure he went for, I think he, I think he did not hit his prop. So maybe he can bounce back here um, at a better line. So I'm just going to look through the Washington props myself and see if I can get something. But overall in this game, I like the Ottawa side okay, but I'm probably not going to bet it. I'd rather take the over at six if I can find it. It's at six and a half right now looking at it, but I think you'll find it at six in certain sites because people are going to, people probably pounce on that. The last game is LA at St. Louis. We had this matchup exactly the same, I believe, on Saturday, correct? Yes, on Saturday. So we're just going to see it again. Um, you can even go into a site like HockeyViz, which I'm looking at right now, see how the matchups went down. Um, so you can see like Scandella and Pareko had all of their minutes against the Kopitar line and they did pretty well against it. So you can kind of see like, okay, well, if I'm playing Kopitar, I'm probably not playing Scandella and Pareko because I've Kopitar line dominates then they're not going to get there. If you see what I mean? So the other line where that comes out is the Ryan O'Reilly line. They played most of their minutes against that Kopitar line. So you shouldn't play both of them because they can't score at the same time. Is it within the realm of possibility on a small slate that they both get there? Yeah, but on a big slate overall, not very likely. So with all that being said, hockeyviz.com, if, if you want more information, I did do a video on the Hockey Assist Network. You can kind of look through the tools, but go to hockeyviz. You can look up the team, St. Louis. You can go to the games, pick this game, and then it's called the five-on-five -five matchup tool. So you can, like I said, you can kind of see like what lines did well together. I don't think this game's going to be very popular in DFS. I don't think a lot of people are going to stack it. I certainly won't. Um, but I mean, that being said, let's cover it anyways. So it's a five and a half over under. I like the under here still, even though it went for 10 on Saturday. I, I don't think that's very indicative of what these two teams should be doing. Um, uh, you know, Pedersen got beat up pretty good. But I do think both of these teams will get back to their slower kind of pace. Um, and, and neither of them, I don't believe, will have like... I mean, but what happened was LA took a ton of penalties and that first unit for San Jose, uh, San Jose, St. Louis had three goals. And then the second unit had another goal. So getting that kind of, you know, four power play cold luck is just not very likely to happen again. So I'm not going to talk myself into the over here. I like the under more. I like the blue side at home quite a bit. I still don't think the Kings quite have it. They had a ton of luck with that first line that just blew the doors off of everyone in, in the first couple of weeks of um, Arvidsson with um, Kopitar and Dustin Brown. That did not work in this game. They jumbled everything. If you look at, again, on HockeyViz, it looks like a spider web because all of the lines kept changing all game. I'm not sure what they're going to do here, but it's definitely going to be a different look team. So we don't really need to cover what they did because they're, they're not going to do it again. Um, I don't have much interest in the LA side because they spread the minutes right down the middle. They kind of roll four lines out there. They really don't it's and because they're not very good they're trying to get guys like you know Capari and Velarde and stuff more minutes give them more reps get them out there so I'm not interested in this game from a DFS side I like the under um I I think one of my more favorite bets that might be really good odds is like a zero goal first period type of bet normally you can get that at pretty good plus money that might be something to, to consider here because I again I don't think this could be a repeat performance from Saturday uh, with all that being said my favorite bet probably of the night. Like I said, I think that zero goal first period in this game might be really, really sharp. Um, it's not even there right now, I don't believe. Oh, no, it is. So right now, under, it would be, oh, no, they don't have it. Never mind. They don't have it right now. But I bet it'll be at plus money. I'll, I'll tweet it out later. I, I love that one. Um, I definitely am going to be back on Sveshnikov. 
uh, back on his shot prop, back on Stamkos shot prop, the over, um, no, the under in the Buffalo game, Buffalo Tampa game. I'm, I'm really the unders. I'm, I'm really in on these unders. I don't know why. I feel like a lot of teams on this slate are playing kind of boring. Um, except that what I do think that Washington Ottawa game that has big slate breaking upside, that might be a really, really interesting game to stack. Um, and I'll be tweeting out props tomorrow. So check those out. If you are, you know, visual learner, like I am, I'll be posting them. If you have any questions, always ask me, DM me. I have people that do that. I always answer. I look into stats for them. Um, I even have people say like, where are you getting these stats? Naturalstatric.com is my main source. So you can look yourself in. I already did a tutorial video on Hockey Assist Network that you can watch to see exactly how to look. Um, I think this probably covers everything for this Monday slate. Uh, be sure to follow Mayo Media Network. Follow me at DJ underscore Mitchell 94 and go win some money. Uh, good luck out there and enjoy the Monday slate. Mm-hmm.